in today's episode, we will be covering a very, very common question. Doctors face, and I get asked every time a doctor is considering moving into a alternative career. So that is, as a doctor, do I need to do more qualifications to get into this alternative career? So something that's relatively new. Do I need to do more qualifications to do something else? So what's your thoughts? Have you done more qualifications or you're currently doing something else to try and move into another industry, sector, practice? And that's usually beyond clinical medicine or maybe part of clinical medicine. Or are you thinking about, hey, I don't have the cash to do this. I want to move. Can I bypass doing another degree, diploma, course to kind of just get going with my alternative career? Well, the answer is yes, you can. You definitely can get onto an alternative career without having to do a qualification. It's totally doable. And so in this episode, I cover why doctors are what I call qualification junkies, why we actually do qualifications in the first place, and how you can identify whether a qualification that you are considering really, really adds value to your career move. Right, let's go. Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Bubbers-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. So I'm going to start using myself as an example of the qualifications I've done in my career. So I graduated from Nottingham University, woohoo, in 2006 in medicine. So having graduated, like many courses, I came out with not one, but two degrees, two degrees. And then I did uh, my membership exams in surgery. So that's the MRCS. And then at some point, I decided to do a postgraduate clinical education certificate with the University of Edinburgh. And then I changed into occupational medicine and ended up doing my a diploma initially in occupational medicine. So that was an exam and a portfolio and a viva. And then I said, well, I'm just going to finish my um, occupational medicine qualifications and get the highest level possible because this is the career pathway I'm going to go down. And so I ended up doing the membership of the Faculty of Occupational Medicine. And that included some other exams and several years of working and a lot of evidence and a lot more stuff in general. And at some point within that, I also did two out of three years of a master's in occupational health. So when I actually finished my occupational medicine training, I became a consultant. I was like, I am done. I am done with doing more qualifications. That is, that is my line because, you know, throughout my career, I've done so many 
used to passing exams and taking exams. And in this example, I started off, um, you know, from undergrad, but we were doing exams at school. So we, as individuals, particularly as doctors, were institutionalized into exam taking and academia. And I realized actually, you know, I need to just stop doing that and progress in my career without requiring another tick box to move forward. Because reality is, you know, some of the most successful people in the world do not have a single qualification to their name. And how is that? How is that? And the reality is they have created value from what they do, from their knowledge, from being an entrepreneur, whatever, using creative ways to move forward without requiring um, an institutional stamp. And so obviously in medicine, you know, there's there's a huge amount of value in necess- necessity and it's mandatory and it's part of the regulation to get our exams. And, and that's absolutely, totally normal and expected. But when you are a doctor considering alternative careers, you need to think a bit more laterally as to whether you 100% need to do another qualification to get ahead. So, you know, as I as I mentioned, I am a recovering qualification jun- junkie. So as I said, I, I have stopped doing exams and extra qualifications to move ahead. That's not to say I'm not still educating myself. I'm not still doing, co- I, I'm still doing courses and learning, but only in my own way and not requiring a certificate at the end of it. And I'm very, very, very happy with that approach. And even running Medic Footprints, you know, a lot of people who decide to go into business um, and become entrepreneurs, they ask the question of, should I do an MBA, a master's in business administration? My answer, my personal answer to that is, do not do it unless someone else is paying. <laughs> and I'll go into that. I'll go into that. Anyway, so doctors, as I said, are they are qualification junkies. Uh, think about yourself. How many qualifications have you got so far, depending on how far you've developed in your career as a doctor thus far? Um, and the question is, do you need more if you're looking at alternative careers? So, I mean, I see lots of doctors who are going into like specializing in other medical areas or clinical areas. And they think, well, in order to build up my knowledge and my credibility, my authority, I want to learn, I want to network in this area, which I'm not familiar with. They decide, right, I'm going to do a qualification. Diploma is quite a common thing, for example, in lifestyle medicine or using my own example, which was getting into occupational medicine. Like That could be hugely valuable, hugely, hugely valuable to do that um, and use it as a stepping stone to getting a job or getting into a program. Um, so in those circumstances whereby it's, is a, a need to move forward and without it, it would present as a huge, huge obstacle, then definitely. But, you know, I do see doctors who see having it as like a kind of extra tick box. I perceive that my customers, if they're setting up as independent, want to want me to have like the fullest of qualifications, say, for example, in lifestyle medicine. There are different levels of qualification you can get. A lot of doctors, like GPs, for example, they, they practice lifestyle medicine but they don't have the full blown whack of qualifications because there are different levels you can get. Um, and you can work at any level, you can do any qualification and work pretty much at any level because, you know, nothing is stopping you from progressing. I go back to occupational medicine as an example. I did the diploma in occupational medicine uh, simply because I wasn't really sure about how I was going to progress in that career, <laughs> whether I wanted to actually do it. But I knew having the diploma could really open doors and, 
you don't necessarily have to have finished and do all the full, you know, MFOM that I talked about. You don't have to actually do the whole thing in order to work at a very senior level. And you'll find that a lot of doctors, I talk about this in a previous episode on why I chose occupational medicine. A lot of doctors that go into occupational medicine don't do more than a diploma. And they have a very long lucrative career as developing their authority, using their experience. So, you know, as a vocation rather than as a kind of tick box exercise. But then saying that there are there is huge value in actually finishing it off, but it depends on you. It depends on what you're looking to get out of it. So, you know, the main reason we do qualifications or extra qualifications are three things I've just mentioned, which is, you know, establishing credibility and authority in an area that you may not previously have had any experience, uh, using it as an opportunity to fill in any knowledge gaps that you may have, and networking. But don't remember, don't forget that qualifications usually come at a price, the price of time and the price of money, all right? So those, those are the two, the two main things that you are sacrificing when you decide to go down that route. Um, and so the next question is, like, how can you identify whether a qualification really, really will add value to your career move? Right. So we talked about earlier about certain qualifications. They are mandatory. You you literally can't do anything without them. And using medicine as an example, um, I mean, that that's one of the the core examples. But, you know, there are a lot of areas even with beyond healthcare medicine and sometimes in medicine that you don't actually need to have certain qualifications. And I'm going back to lifestyle medicine as an example. You don't need a lifestyle medicine qualification to practice lifestyle medicine. Um, you know, these things can change. Uh, the same in aesthetics. So this is gradually changing. But again, you know, it's not 100% mandatory to do certain qualifications in aesthetics or certain levels of qualifications. However, it's absolutely best practice to at least do a basic course and really mitigate yourself against any complications that may arise. So if you are in aesthetics or you're considering aesthetics, 100%, I would say, you know, try and get at least a course, if not a qualification, because that will really help you and your business move forward if you can. And it will help you to develop the network that you need to grow your business. So that's where it would add value. So we talked about the mandatory reasons. Uh, We talked about also the making sure that the qualification you're going for really fills in an important gap in your knowledge that you cannot get anywhere else. So remember, there's qualifications and there's courses. So you can get a lot a lot of really rich, a wealth of knowledge from simple courses that you can do online or you can self-taught. You don't necessarily need that qualification to do it. So, you know, I see some people who decide they want to go, again, using health tech as an example, and they'll do a master's in health tech or a master's in something related to it is it a necessity? No, 100% is not a necessity. Will it give them a bit of a boost on their CV? Will it give them a network? Yes, possibly 100%. But should it stop them from actually going to apply for or, or going for health tech jobs? No, not at all. Should not stop you. You know, a lot of these things you can also do at the same time. But remember, these things are kind of, you know, additional bonuses, but may not necessarily convert to... Um, a new job so don't rely on these qualifications to get you ahead just make sure you keep all your options open and start striding ahead beforehand 
Um, and, and the last point is just to consider what is the return on investment of doing this qualification? So I'm going to refer back to, um, you know, what, what kind of, what is investment? So usually you've got the monetary investment, which we talked about, or the non-monetary investment, which in a lot of time is like, it's, it's the time that you take. So I see a lot of doctors who are like very comfortable with considering doing an MBA, even though MBAs can cost 20 to 30 grand, <laughs> you know, upfront and doesn't come with a guarantee at the end of it. But you can definitely get value from the networks. So the people you meet on the course or the people that teach you on the course. But the question is, do you need to pay 20 to 30 grand to meet those kind of people? Not really. You've got LinkedIn these days. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you know, you can find those people outside of an MBA. Um, and if again, looking at some of the most successful people in the world, in business, like hardly any of them have an MBA, if any. A lot of them are dropouts and have just created their own path. So again, if you're looking, particularly if you're looking at doing an MBA, just really consider what is the return on investment for your time and your money particular. And I would also say, if you are considering an MBA, but you have the cash, you can always look at working with a company first and seeing if they will help fund. Because some companies will consider funding an MBA for you, but I think the numbers of those companies are kind of dwindling <laughs> quite considerably because MBAs just notoriously are very expensive. And you can learn the fundamentals of business in so many any other ways that just don't don't come with the pressure of having to conform to a course so i mean that was a very short episode but i hope it gave you an overview of my thoughts at least on do you need to do extra qualifications as a doctor so my advice is don't become a qualification junkie or kind of add to the qualification junkie nature of yourself um, make sure you understand like why qualifications are important to you in general and identify in your personal circumstances whether your qualification really, really adds value to your career move. So most of the cases that I come across when doctors are asking, should I do this qualification or this master's? Or most of the time I'm like, listen, you always need to look at what are the other options. If you didn't do this qualification, what are your other options and can you get to your end point another way which doesn't involve spending thousands and thousands on a course where there's no real guarantee at the end of it so yeah think about it a bit more laterally don't feel obliged to jump in and please 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 do not do a course as a tick box that may look good on your cv because most of the time like it will not really add any value if that's why you're doing it well, brilliant. Well, thank you for listening. And if you want to hear more from me, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you join our mailing list at medicalcoops.org forward slash join our mission. And if you found this episode useful, please share it. Share it with your friends, share it with your colleagues and leave a review so we can ensure this gets shared even beyond our existing networks. On to the next episode.